Roses are red, violets are blue. Instead of saying sorry, I got these for you. That's right. Today's episode is about flowers, because they make everything better, from apologies to anniversaries, even our mental health. Hey, that's pretty good. It's not just good, it's great. It turns out flowers can be delicate and beautiful, yet also strong enough to change your state of mind and take over large swaths of our planet, even after getting a late start. You underestimate my power. But don't worry, once you finish listening to this episode, you'll never underestimate flower power again. Put on your gardening gloves, know-it-alls, because I'm going to give you all the dirt I dug up on flowers. Hi, my name is Bella, and you might know me as Jayas from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast, Know-It-All. And each episode, I'm going to help you become a know-it-all about something new. Here we go. One thing I love about this period in history is that our reality TV has been reinventing itself over and over again. Case in point, the new Netflix show, The Big Flower Fight. Ten pairs of amateur floral sculptors from around the world are coming together to battle it out. Run, run, run. Teams will create supersized structures festooned with flowers and foliage. When you think of flowers, do you also think high-stakes competitive fight? Yeah, me neither. But after watching, I have to say it's like chicken and waffles. An unexpected yet awesome combination. Mmm, yummy. And what's not to love about flowers? Of course, they look amazing, but what I've learned in my research is that a flower is much more than a pretty face. The evolution of flowers is fascinating and shows how hardy and aggressive they can be. Plus, they're more conscious than we give them credit for. So let's dig into the history. Once upon a time. A mere 130 million years ago, when dinosaurs still roamed the earth, the world's oldest known flower was just peeking out of the soil. Fossilized specimens of this ancient aquatic plant were discovered in Spain more than 100 years ago, but only recently was an international team of paleobotanists able to determine its age. According to the new scientist, the flowers on this plant probably had petal-like tepals and pollen-bearing stamens. It was a vague antecedent to magnolias and buttercups, but unlike any living flower we know today. Today, flowering plants account for 9 out of every 10 plants, far outnumbering the once-dominant seed plants that came before them between 350 and 310 million years ago. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> Charles Darwin called the rapid conquest of flowering plants an abominable mystery. How did flowers come on the scene so late, yet become so beautifully pervasive? I mean... Flowers are everywhere. The problem with studying the evolution of flowers is they're so fragile, so they rarely become fossilized. Scientists believe flowering plants could have appeared much earlier than we have physical evidence of, sometime between 250 and 140 million years ago. That's actually right around the same time that modern humans evolved. It's kind of crazy to think that our species was growing alongside the first flowers. And, of course, our ancestors couldn't resist the urge to embellish with the flora. So beautiful. Ancient Egyptians were decorating with flowers as early as 2500 BC. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, they regularly placed cut flowers in vases and elaborate arrangements were used during burials. Illustrations of arranged flowers have been found on Egyptian carved stone reliefs and painted wall decorations. Back in prehistoric times, flowers were first used as sacrificial and burial objects. Greek mythology has references to particular flowers being representations of gods and goddesses and artifacts from ancient Greek, Rome, China, and Egypt 
show that flowers were an important part of social customs. But the flower-giving tradition really took off in the Middle Ages, a time when emotions were more likely harder to express, and couples began to show affection through flowers. Guess what? I love you! I love you! I love you! The first flower shop opened in 1875, and we still use flowers to express our love and affection for each other. From Valentine's Day, to birthday bouquets, to Mother's Day. And the list of flower-giving occasions goes on and on, even including the always popular Just Because. And flower-giving etiquette varies around the world. In Latin America, you want to avoid bringing purple flowers to a dinner party, as they are common funeral flowers in Central and South America. Versus in Germany, you'll want to avoid white flowers for the same reason. So have you noticed a trend? Yeah, me too. What's up with all the flower symbolism? Can't a flower just be a flower? Ah, it turns out, no. Using flowers symbolically has been happening for thousands of years, maybe even longer. But it wasn't until the 19th century that floriography became official. Floriography, aka the language of flowers, is a means of cryptological communication through the use or arrangement of flowers. Whoa, a coded language using flowers? If I were a spy, I would send all my messages with flowers. That's either brilliant, or I would be under immediate suspicion. I guess I'll stick to TikTok. Early forms of floriography were practiced in traditional cultures throughout Africa, Asia, and Europe. And it became formalized when Joseph Hammer Pergstall authored the first published list of associating flowers with symbolic definitions in 1809. Then in 1819, Louise Cotenbert, writing under the pen name Madame Charlotte de la Tour, wrote Le Langage de la Fleurs, the first dictionary of floriography. It was around this time that floriography became popular in France. Then it spread to Britain a decade or two later during the Victorian age, and then on to the United States from 1830 through 1850. Though the first floriography writings came out in Europe, they were inspired by women of the Ottoman Empire who used flowers to convey messages that they could not say aloud. According to the FTD website, it was actually Greek and Armenian women who helped Joseph Hammer Pergstall understand the language of flowers and translate traditional Turkish sayings into French. Ooh la la. The swell of flower symbolism during the height of the Romantic era makes total sense, because nature was glorified and seen as beauty, and there was a strong emphasis on the free expression of emotions, like love. So let me decode this not-so-secret language of flowers for you. According to the Old Farmer's Almanac, a daisy means innocence and hope, and a pink rose indicates happiness. But a yellow rose could mean jealousy or infidelity. Cheater! So maybe do a quick Google search next time you buy flowers, or you could be sending the wrong message. But if flower messaging has got you down, look no further than flowers. That's right. Flowers have the power to improve our emotional health, according to a Rutgers University study. The research indicated that the presence of flowers triggers happy emotions, heightened feelings of satisfaction, and positively affects social behavior. Even men in the study were delighted to receive a flower. So if flowers can make us feel better, that begs the question, do flowers have feelings themselves? This is a hotly debated subject in the plant world. In 1973, bestseller The Secret Life of Plants, Peter Topkins and Christopher Bird laid down the argument that plants not only have emotions, but also intuition. According to Refinery29's Ask a Plant Queen series, plant expert Christian Summers notes that we describe the ability to have feelings by intelligence. And since plants do not have brains nor a central nervous system, 
which is how intelligence is defined, it's said to be impossible for them to have emotions and the ability to reason or feel. But while plants may not have feelings, they are indeed alive. Summer says that plants can not only sense water, light, and gravity, but they can defend themselves and send signals to other plants to warn that danger is near. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. No, Will Robinson. Danger. Speaking of danger, there are some seriously scary flowers out there. Yes, the majority of flowers are bright and beautiful, but don't forget about their poisonous, not to mention carnivorous, brethren. According to Life Science, the Nerium oleander is one of the most toxic plants in the world. Every part of the plant, from the stem to its sap, is incredibly toxic if ingested. Even inhaling the smoke from a burning oleander is a health threat. In fact, it's believed that some of Napoleon's soldiers died from using oleander sticks to roast meat. Oh no! There's also the wolfsbane. Like the oleander, it's a beautiful but deadly garden plant. Just a few drops from the plant's roots can cause a cardiac or respiratory paralysis, resulting in death. Yeah, these flowers are not messing around, so be careful out there. During the Middle Ages, witches used the wolfsbane in their flying potions because it induced a feeling of dizziness and numbness. They also used them in love potions, but because these poisonous elixirs often ended up killing the love interest, the plant also earned the nickname of Mourning Widow. Can you imagine? She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me? Uh, I guess she doesn't love me because she just poisoned me to death. And that wraps up today's episode, my friend. I hope we all learned a very valuable lesson. Never underestimate flower power again. I think it's pretty clear. You want to stay on the flower's good side. Hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at OnlyJS or Twitter at NotJS and let me know your favorite flower. Plus, let me know if you're planting a garden this summer. And please smash those five stars and leave a nice review. It's super easy. And when you rate and review the podcast, it helps other listeners find me. Curious what the next episode of Know It All will be about? I'll give you a hint. What song competition began in 1956? Think you know the answer? Leave a comment on social and I'll give a shout out to somebody who gets it right in the next episode. Join me again in two weeks for another episode of Know It All. 